0: Hello and welcome to um,
1: Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hill. Boyd, did you briefly forget what podcast yes. you're presenting? You do yes. that many. Yes. You just had to stare and look at it was me yeah. and Gareth the Bear Parker to remember yeah. which one you're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all a bit. It's all a bit um, unusual for us because this is the second time in two podcasts that we've done a post-match immediate reaction podcast, which is what. I mean we we're not really doing that. We just happened to decide you decided that we should record this after yeah. this game, Josh. Uh, well, rather
1: than go on. It it would have been out of date very quickly if we'd done it yeah. last night. Yeah, and right. now we can voice. also I wanted it to be even more positive than it would have been just uh, after yeah. Chelsea. Well, we're in severe danger.
0: We were in severe danger uh, certainly after the f- terrible first half tonight against Brighton of, thirdly of, thirdly. of <laughs> turgid that, that that man saying turgid who i have i was building up to introduce but now he's thrown the word turgid in i have to go to him now is gareth parker gareth the bear parker this is one of our very um occasional semi-regular double bear podcast because of course josh is known as the bear by his his group of friends
2: um, I'm, I'm, I'm only known by the bear by you guys but um I, I tell your you- most cherished group of friends yeah, very clear. Yeah. And actually I'm definitely in terms of how her suit I am, uh, because of a lack of pre-Christmas spruce, I'm feeling very bear-like. Um, what I was gonna say, Josh is just wildly, but I was gonna ask um whether just like the footballers Boyd, you might be feeling a little bit fatigued over the <laughs> over this period and therefore that, that could have a uh excuse, excuse momentary really lapse.
0: I am. My introduction to this podcast was the equivalent of um uh, of uh, El Nenny's diabolical taking about five minutes to decide whether to pass it to um to Tierney in the first half and then doing it anyway by which point the entire Brighton defence had amassed around him to block um his run um yeah it was a bit like that Josh what were you gonna
1: say uh bear bear two no I was, I was gonna say if anyone wanted to um understand quite how Gareth looks at the moment I would say remember Olaf Melberg in his <laughs> peak of um of footballer beard and this is how Gareth looks but uh is pulling it off equally well. Um, also, Boyd, um, can you give us an update on your injury recovery list? When are you, when are you going to be match fit? How's the injury coming along?
0: I don't know to be honest. I'm going to the um, hospital on Thursday, um, New Year's Eve, uh, for a X-ray and full full update on my situation. I think I'll either have to go in for an operation um or let it heal naturally we one of the two my guess is i'm going to have to have an operation it doesn't feel like it's healing very quickly to me
2: oh, so well, i'm sorry to hear that although i'm happy to hear the Olaf Melberg thing cuz um, <laughs> he he famously knocked freddie Lundberg off the top of the uh, uh, sweden's sexiest male uh, poll in the in the 90s so uh, take like, that, really take that all day long. yeah and, I and can't and
0: believe anyone has ever knocked uh, freddie off that that list yeah. that's extraordinary i know wow. well, Let's leave. your your beard is we should we should we can talk more about the beard though. The beard is is magnificent. It's I think this is the fullest length I've seen it um
2: Poss- possibly, over the years. As I said it's it's um also slightly grizzled and yeah, it's a little bit more uh Nino Espirito Santo than I'd like it. To mm. is, um
1: very Nino, very Nino. Yeah, that's a more up-to-date football analogy than Olaf Melberg, who yeah. has been retired for some time. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Nuno Espirito Santo Santa, is a better yeah. shout, and is on on telly as we speak. Mm. I assume uh, yeah. I'm not watching it, but Wolves are playing Manchester United as we. I look am watching forward,
0: it. So. It's nil-nil at the moment. Do we want? Presumably, do we want? Uh, uh, now it's weird, isn't it? Being we're now we've now risen to the heights right. today as we speak of 13th in the league. Behind Wolves, Wolves are currently um, two points ahead of us, so I kind of feel like we want Man United to win this game in a way.
2: We don't we? We, oh, I, so my logic, yeah, is anyone but Spurs for the title, of which United are competitors. We're not going to finish top four, and no. therefore United will knock Spurs down a ranking if they finish top two or three. Yeah. Ergo, I. Although six of my course, slightly, um, yeah, you're not United to, to win this would be nice because wolves are, let's be honest, uh, closer competitors than United yeah. are for us. Yeah. Although we obviously uh, lost to Wolves and beat beat United. So yeah.
0: I had this tonight as well with because Leeds played obviously the same time as us, and Leeds beat Leeds humiliated um West Brom five-nil. Big can- Sam Big Sam's reputation's already <laughs> already taken a battering. And I I was I my in my what's Arsenal WhatsApp group, Dan Baldwin said I'm going to quote him, actually. He said, um, where are we? He'd rather West Brom got spanked when we have to play them next. Imagine if West Brom would won 2 0 Big Sam would have been unbearable against us. I don't know if I agree
1: with Oh, I mean, Josh is nodding. Josh is nodding. Oh, 100%. I mean, Big okay. Sam gets smashed 5-0 at home and the, the dooming reality that his... Uh, you know what he's been able to hold on to of never being relegated is coming to an end apart from if he decides to leave yeah. or get sacked i don't i don't think this squad of west brom players are good enough to stay up and it'll be brilliant i mean arsenal fans will probably not have that much to cheer but spurs falling out of the top 4 will will probably be up there and big sam getting relegated is uh, is a close second in my oh, opinion yeah there I, was I, never I, a bad but... time never a bad time for sam always to be beaten 5-0 um, <laughs> boys <laughs> We, 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 we'll get into the two wins that we've had. Yeah. But on paper, you yeah. know, out of the 38 Premier League games we'll play this season, we have the second easiest game coming next. And we couldn't ask for any more. And I a know. team that's just been battered 5 0. Bring them on. Bring but them after on. After being battered 5 We'll 5-0. send out Martinelli on, and all our on. brilliant players hold and then win.
0: But after being battered 5 I have two things to say about that. One is Leeds United are another very close rival in mid table for us. And we could have gone above them if they hadn't have beaten one today. And B. A team that's battered 5-0, they're going to be even more like 11 men behind the ball, aren't they? They're going to be playing a 1-10 formation against us. And we're not, as the first half showed, we're not that great at breaking down teams that have the low block and all of that. And that's surely that's exactly what they're going to do. I think we're going to labour against them. That's my prediction. I don't
1: don't think... I don't think anyone would predict an Arsenal five nil win this season because you'd be mad to, quite frankly, unless it was the it could have been Europa Chelsea. League, if I don't know. Unless it's the Europa League games. Look, what, what, what are you going to say? Don't get worried about Leeds United being a point or two ahead of us or behind don't worry about it we just got to get some points on the board you know the league table doesn't matter a huge amount at the moment 15 13 very, 12 Josh, doesn't say, doesn't matter it doesn't matter you've got very cockney all of a sudden in that <laughs> in that <laughs> no, answer doesn't matter mate does not matter don't worry about it don't worry about it, it. Don't, it. Don't, worry about it, it don't. don't worry about it because yeah. i sat here two weeks ago or for the last sorry four weeks and everything's been doom and gloom and I just... I don't remember saying we could be sitting here a week from now with a couple of wins and it all starts to feel different. And and it slowly... I don't know. We're turning a massive ship and it's mm. going to take a while to turn. But we, we should feel encouraged how we were, you know, good against Chelsea and how we dug out a win today. Particularly, we were excellent that second half. You know, really once... Once that first 10 minutes of the first half, and we had more chances in that first 10 minutes of the second half than we'd had in the entirety of the first, I thought we're going to win this game. And I haven't felt like that in ages. I haven't felt confident. So no, forgive well, me we're... for a bit of positivity, but I do apologize for the Cockney. That should never be coming no, into no, the, it was funny. the podcast. It was funny. You, you... But Gareth, it was good. It was good. No, I fully welcome, fully welcome the Cockney. It
0: was just a bit oh, weird. I, But Gareth, 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 Gareth. The first half was absolutely terrible, though, wasn't it? It was almost like, and I think it was a warning, wasn't it? It was like, for me, you still have, you can't you can't forget the fact that Xhaka Elneny is an unbelievably shit midfield, really, on, on a bad day. And most of the days with those two are bad days. The one against oh, okay. Chelsea was a rare good day.
2: Well, I, I'm going to... Before we get into the, the the personnel thing, and I will be, this is going to be a defensive Shaka, which I know oh. is an incredibly unpopular opinion uh, for an Arsenal fan to hold. But actually, I think that part of the problem was, when I'll, I'll, I'll level with you, when I saw Brighton's team, I thought, easy, easy street. They're playing without a striker. We can dominate possession. They're not, they didn't have the mobility of Trossard. Well, that wouldn't be there. I was like, good. And I guess Arsenal players unconsciously subconsciously whatever it must have been, must have not had that intensity that they'd been drummed drummed into them against Chelsea and that's what was lacking I think uh, Elmeny is a very limited player he's a six out of ten player seven out of ten at best and he will never be better than that the does veer between ones and twos and eights and against Chelsea was absolutely phenomenal I think was, was and I think today he was good no he, this is the thing he, he I mean, was, by his standards, no, no. His, his passing was great. It was quick. It was decisive. It was through the lines. He scored a fantastic goal. He broke down play. He he made a clever foul a couple of times. All the stuff that you normally say he doesn't do, he did, and then some. So I think that yeah, this is my of jacka, who is a, he's listen, he's a, he's a he's a tit, and 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 it, and the, the sooner he's out of our squad, probably the better. But he's our second best central midfielder, and for as long as he's our second best central midfielder, with the first best being injured, although I've heard he's been spotted, spotted in, I love it, like spotted in training. He's probably mm. quite he as well, Thomas Party, but he's 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 going to be back fit soon. And yes, it's and it's alchemy, isn't it? Like, Xhaka uh, and Alenia <laughs> and not. It's the uh, opposite and, of alchemy. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. And, and that, the turgidity, if, if I can use that yeah. word, which I have, um, came partly from that slightly sort of, yeah, Central midfield area it also wasn't helped by those players like Martinelli, who was tr- effort, the effort was there first half, but the he just missed out a couple of times, and it, he wasn't as decisive as he was against Chelsea. And and, and actually, and I, a, a word for Emil Smith Rowe, who I think grew into the game more and more. And actually, as the game got stretched the second half, his decision making was fantastic. So I think that yes, the first half was bad, but I think part of it would have been the after the Lord Mayor show thing, which you you're always going to have, and the fatigue thing, which cannot be ignored, we played ten of the same eleven players again, and very few, very few teams do that. Brendan Rogers got slated yesterday for making so many changes, but he was like, well, "What else can I do? It's it's such a quick turnaround." Well, we've now played, and actually, I, I would argue that probably our poorest player. Um, was the one player that came. I think Aubameyang was poor again. I think obviously mm. he's finding, finding his way back a bit, but he was ineffective. He made bad decisions. And, and I think that, yeah, it for me, it's a positive, partly because it's a bit of a ground out. Partly Josh, I, I when we went 1-0 up, I didn't feel that sense of impending doom. Now, I, I've been proved wrong not to feel this before, when all of a sudden it will blindside me with a two late goals against us. But actually, it felt more controlled. And it might have been the opposition, and it might, but I did feel as though they were slinging balls into a team of fucking giants, let's be honest. Um, and we were defending the box really well. And part of it was down to the two centre-backs who, again, when I saw them line up against Chelsea, I was worried. I'm still not convinced Pablo Marie is, is up to the standard. But do you know what? They did very well against a very physical side today so yeah I think there's a lot of reasons to be cheerful and I wouldn't say that a slow start is anything to get worried about certainly at this time of year when you're going to get lots of substandard performances from teams
0: my yeah I, my only worry is that I, I think this I think the problem with this Arsenal team is that if we don't like against Chelsea when did that first go when did we get that first goal? I, I think it came at just the time when if we hadn't have um, scored then then we would have got frustrated. And I think after the first 10 minutes of this game, um, when we, we weren't really getting any shots on target, we didn't get any shots on target, um, the team reverts to, even against Brighton, who are terrible. I mean, they are, attacking-wise, they are diabolical. And, and as you say, the team he picked, I mean, I don't think Brighton fans are happy with that team at all. Um so bearing all that in mind, we still managed no shots on target in, the, in that first half and reverted after 10 minutes to the same absolutely terrible um, kind of performance that, that that got us in this mess, got us in that horrendous run of all those defeats. And I think it is a bit worrying I still think it's a bit worrying that we revert to that, that those players, and I think it's partly, and I'm so, and, and your defensive jacket was spirited, and, I, and, I, and he wasn't, he was, he had a really good game, right? He had a really good game at Chelsea. Unfortunately, for me, that underlines if he can have a really good game once in every five or six or seven or eight matches, then the rest of the time, what he does the rest of the time is really shocking to me. And it's not helped that he has been paired with incredibly limited El Neni, as you say. I think it's, but that midfield has to be one of the worst jointly and they always revert to the passing it back in the, and the and by the time they decide to pass it forward the opposition team knows exactly what's going to happen and it's and that is exactly what happened in the entire first half and you I think against this terrible Brighton team and I think it's like what are they I think the fear the those players having that fear of getting the ball forward and playing playing a, a risky ball to those fronts Players is really still really worrying because uh, unless we score in about the first
2: 10 10-15 minutes, we always do that. See, I don't. I'm sorry, uh, Josh. I'm going to jump in straight away there as well because I, I I hear what you're saying because it, it's impossible to ignore the lack of chances created. However, I don't think that our creative players, those that create the chances, are teenagers at the moment. And 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 they were trying to take. They they didn't it didn't come off today. Saka was brushed off the ball a few times. Um, and Smith Rowe actually made some lovely runs, lovely touches, but wasn't quite affecting the game as much. And Martinelli didn't have the same impact he had against Chelsea. Now they're the ones that, are, there was a very good ball forward, which Martinelli headed across, which was an inch away from being a fantastic chance for Bamian wasn't. It, there were, there were more forward passes. However, they didn't quite come off. Where, whereas second half, I think there was Particularly a 10 minute spell where the confidence is up. And actually, you're going to have that with young players. When they're playing with confidence and swagger, they're more likely to try things. And it's my problem wasn't the, the young players at all. It's, it's the old players, it's the midfield. It's the
0: problem. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we, we, we can't
1: give complete credit here to all the youngsters without acknowledging there are some, you know, some of the more senior players that have done, a, done an okay job, you know, in the last couple of games as well, Boyd, no? Yeah, no, no, I've acknowledged that. I'm talking about today. I'm talking
0: about what happened today in that first half has to be put down to the tired, lazy, fearful midfield that is terrible and has to be dealt with. And the only hope is when party is fit. Who would you and, have and played Immediately, tonight, Xhaka will be dropped, of course. Sorry, sorry, Josh. Just, just, who would you have played Sabayas from
1: the start? What would you have um, done differently
0: tonight? Uh,. I mean, I think I'd be tempted, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, think I, I think Shaka Sabias is about better than Shaka El Neni. Shaka is, 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 what's the worst midfield? I don't know what, how, what? You're not putting, you kind of agreed that it's
2: the worst yeah. midfield possible, but it's not, that, but no, they, midfield, they're not but that terrible. Midfield, that midfield is not there to create. That midfield is there to put a platform for those three players. But he doesn't do who that are, either. Who are given more free reign. And then he gave the ball away about three <laughs> I, times. I know, listen, I'm, this isn't a defense. I know this is partly defense Jacob, but I also agree that. When party comes in, it, it's the alchemy thing again. It, it's the that one game at United showed that with someone doing all the water carrying. Actually, it's a bit unfair because party did absolutely everything in that game and was a phenom. But he won't be able to do that every game, and he will need someone there who is. We, we it's a, it's a position that we thought we had filled when we had Torreira, and actually we did the like Torreira went and party came in. We still need if party going to play, he is going to be on the front foot more than he is going to be. Mopping up. So we all need someone who is savvy to, to sniff out the day and just stop it. I watched Ndidi play against Spurs the other day, and it was just a masterclass in just screening a defence, doing all the right things, nothing showy, and just school the Spurs midfield, which was quite enjoyable to watch. Now, that's the sort of play that we don't have because actually that allows whoever else plays in midfield to be more forward thinking. Because we've always got to have the idea that the door could be swinging open behind them, they're both going to play in a more reserved nature because then neither of them are up to that standard. And that's just the problem we have. So I agree with you. It's a very uninspiring midfield, but I do think that it's definitely one that played a part in the win today because they were sniffing out second half in particular. So bios for me, I cannot stand him as a player. He's neither one thing nor another. I think he he runs around a lot, looks busy. He's he's basically a short, short Spanish, short-haired Robbie Savage who occasionally <laughs> will do something. No, I, I think a lot of it is show. I don't think he is a good footballer and I don't think he fits into our style of play at all. So when it's... I mean, you know, I'd rather have Jacker than Tobias in, cent- in Central Midfield every day of the week.
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I I would rather Jack wasn't at the wasn't at the club at all, and I think in in the summer I, I one yeah. one can only hope we'll get rid of him, and it won't be an issue because hopefully hopefully Partey will be will be our regular in yeah. in, that, in that position. But I mean, go on, Josh.
1: No, I, I I take your your point to an extent, and I think Arteta has shown when Partey was fit where the pecking order yeah. was probably going to be. But yeah. for what we had available tonight, I I wasn't. Hi, I'm not even I'm not even I'm not sure if I would
0: I fully, I fully support and understand the team selection, and I wouldn't have changed. Yeah. I would have been tempted yeah. to even to not even play Aubameyang because I think Lacazette did a great job in that game against Chelsea and played really well. Obviously, well, the, the goal I, tonight was was, was, was extraordinary work. Really,
1: brilliant, brilliant. Well, I think Arteta did say after the game. I've seen some quotes. That he had a slight back issue, um, Lacazette, and maybe oh, okay. wasn't fit okay. enough to uh, to start the game. Right. But um, what a finish when he came on! That is, that is I didn't appreciate yeah. it on the first time I saw that, but that was uh, well, it was really exceptional and a little reminder maybe to all of us that, you know, starting to get a little bit frustrated with, um, you know, what he's, uh, what he was offering. He's, you know, he's shown his worth in the last two games. What did you make? There were comments, weren't there? I don't know what you made of the Amazon coverage as a a TV um, person, you know, critic and personality boy. What what did you make of it? Because Jim Beglin was, uh, it was nice to hear his voice. I'm used to, you know, the Champions League nights and it's been a while. He was talking about Lacazette and Bamiyang should have played up, you know, while yeah. playing up front together. Wasn't it? I he? mean, look, I, I think
0: the problem with Jim Begden and Eniola Luca was the other um, uh, pundit, very, you know, perfectly, perfectly um, eloquent. But they have that thing, I think, with a lot of a lot of um, pundits when they're brought in. I mean, and Amazon it's need it, to. Ha-
2: it's lazy <laughs> punditry, is what it is. It's, it's lazy, lazy punditry. I was trying to find a nicer have- way of saying it. They're not watching the games. They're not watching the performances. They're not yeah. understanding how we're playing. Lacazette is a much better central striker with players behind him What we did have today. And I think that if we're going to play in that way and we go back to, hey, it's, it's a little bit Groundhog Day because you, us three talking about Olivier Giroud, I used to defend that boy to the hilt on this pod, when people would be saying he's limit, he's 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 a lump. I'm like, he's a clever fulcrum player. Lacazette doesn't have the same guile necessarily, but he allows those around him to flourish, just as Giroud did. But he was wrong. You're right.
0: I agree with that. But Jim Beglin was even wrong. He said that um, none of the Austin managers have, have played Lacazette and Aubameyang together. I mean, they, of course they have. They played together loads of times, myriad, myriad times, and um, you know, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work. More often than t- than not, it didn't. But that, but I did, but but I think in fact Arteta's played them together like more often than I I mean not in recent times because young has been but injured, I, but he plays them together. I think loads he was saying, was he saying
1: maybe i playing playing as a front two? two. But yeah. I agree with your your wider point that you've been making. That. What, what did you make of the Amazon coverage, Boyd, over this recent period?
0: Um, I think it's I think it's okay. I, I think I, I think the problem is like when you when you have loads of games simultaneously as they've got tonight, for example, then you end up with... I think Jim Beglin, I mean, Jim Beglin's never been a great, a great um, insight into... Has he, I mean, he seems a nice guy and everything, but I, I just think it, it, when, you, when you compare these kind of pundits with Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher, right? You're like, there's a reason why those pundits on Sky are so A, well-paid, and B, they're clearly, they cover their big biggest matches because they're so, they're so much more insightful. You know, you're not going to get Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher banging on about how Lacazette and Aubameyang should be played together and they haven't played together. They know, even though they're not, you know, they're not watching Arsenal as much as we are as fans, but they know roughly what the fuck's going on. Whereas well, I don't it's think it's, Jim Beglin knows what's going on.
2: There's a great story about Gary Neville. i <laughs> him Gary there. Sorry. Gas. Uh, Gina. When he started at Sky, he was mocked by a lot of his peers for being the first in the office for pouring over footage before games. And it was, and I, I, I've heard similar things. And again, I'm slightly biased as a mate, but Lee Dixon is another one who will watch lots of, even if he's yeah. not watching it week in, week out, he will swap. It's, it's sheet almost. No, mm-hmm. it's notes to understand actually what the state of play is, but that requires hard work. And unfortunately, and yeah, um, I will defend certain co-coms and, and pundits to the hilt, but others, the majority, I would say, just trot out the same thing again and again. There was, oh, I can remember once I went to a, it was an after-dinner thing, Alan Hansen back in the day, and, and he was just coming out with all these, and I asked a questions I like, okay, asked a question, he started, I was like, I've stopped you, Alan, because that just proves you haven't been, worried about, Arsenal's prospects and next season, oh yeah, this is good, that was like, that's nonsense you haven't seen and it was like yeah I actually went I'll live with you I've not watched Arsenal in six months and it was what I I will say
1: go on no what I will say is obviously very slightly involved obviously with organizing you know media work for for certain ex-players I think the the game has risen so drastically in in the last maybe four or five years because there are so many ex-players who want to to do work and there is a lot more work out there now but because it's become, I think, more competitive, you know, everyone's had to, to raise the game, and and the amount of football that you know a lot of the top pundits will will get through and watch is amazing, and, and using things that really scouts would use, like programs like Y Scouts, um, which uh, could, can condense pretty much any football game around the world into sort of 50 minute highlights, 30 minute highlights, whatever. I think people would be sort of interested how many uh, pundits are there are using programs like that to cover a huge amount of games and not just games. They are, they are working on, but games they, you know, they may have to cover later in the season. So they are a little bit, um, well, considerably actually considerably more informed than, um, than they might've been in the past. The weird thing, yeah. um, There's a thing as well.
2: I think that there's a need for, and again, it's, it's entertainment and, and, and Boyd knows more about this than anyone else in terms of the entertainment industry, but more and more now, football is seen as this, and pundits need to have that balance between having the charisma to, and, and actually I think that when, with Michael Richards, who I know you 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 do a lot of work with Josh, he's a good, he gives insight, and often it's quite honest insight into what it's like to be a player and what it's like to feel certain things, And so that's what we don't have. We we as people that haven't played at that top level don't understand that, but at the same time has... An ability to connect with the viewer, which I think too many of maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe I think because of these players who have been brought up in the era of that wall-to-wall coverage are more aware of what's needed rather than the kind of after dinner type speaking punditry that that that's, that's been seen from some of the older players.
0: He won best new pundit of the year in something I saw today, Josh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, football three six five. I think gave him a very kind uh, mention, yeah. which yeah. is great. Uh, and look, it, it's he's very good enjoy working yeah. with him. And I'm very biased, and he'll be on Match of the Day in an hour and a half. By the time we're probably listening yeah. back to this podcast, so he's you know, great. He, he he's is great. Like, he we gets, should mention you know, Kevin Campbell a lot. Right. of football. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, you, Kevin you're, Campbell. You're a big fan of Kev. Well, I
0: love Kevin Campbell. Um, but and and he was the other pundit with um with Enia Luca. And Luka. and I thought I, I have to I could sense sometimes like he was trying to, in the nicest possible way, correct Enia Luca, some of the things like you know, like she said at one point, I me I get a really good second of I was like, really? Did he? Which we should talk about in a sec. But Kevin was being very polite and and nice. But Kevin Campbell knows what's going on. I mean, Arsenal, I think he he was it, that was that was clear to me. But I think that one thing I was gonna I have been thinking about. About the Amazon coverage, it's incredibly conservative, considering you know they're such this is a huge thing for them, right? They're the they're the outside force in the whole live football TV market. And yet they use the same, you know, Alan Shearer is the pundit tonight for the Man United game. Robbie Savage was on earlier on their, you know, on their version of Soccer Saturday when they're sitting watching all the games. Terrible boring, you know, with all due respect, Jim Beglin's been going for decades, you know, we don't need, I mean, where are the new voices? You know, you were talking about the number of um, ex-thoughts, I'd like to see, I've been saying this for years, I'd like to see someone, one, um, live football outlet, use journalists more. I, and, you know, journalists. I think, I think the Harris, BT,
2: Sport, yeah. BT sports goal show is brilliant. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Point, in the yeah, European nights. Yeah. You've got guys yeah. like Julian Lawrence and people that again, I've how good that. is that? Exactly. Exactly. It, it, Cause it's, it's, it's eloquent, insightful. And part of it is an understanding of the game, but part of it is the ability. And this is where, and this it's dangerous thing. Cause in, you could be in cu- accused of sort of intellectual snobbery. It's also about the ability to articulate, because that is another right. problem. So so that when you get the charisma that these these modern pundits, I think I think there will be actually, I think some of the players that we're retiring soon will be fantastic pundits. I think that they will be hopefully less media trained than some of their like predecessors. I think there's the media trained, over over-trained thing where it's just sound bites. And that's the sort of thing, as you say, like, oh, Abamiang has had a great gap. Well, no, he hasn't. And you need to be able to also, there needs to be a bravery to call out things, to actually yeah. say, yeah. he's had a shocker, yeah. or what was he thinking about there? Or Hit, like, I've just watched, sorry, I was, you might have seen me put in faces. First of all, last Leeds' last goal is phenomenal, um, Rafinha's strike. But the comical own goal, I don't know whether you've seen it yet, that sets off yeah, the lead. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. And yeah. Sam Allardyce's face makes it even better.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you're right about the um uh, yeah, about how ha- kind of strong I thought the I thought the, the general kind of um consensus of opinion on our game tonight on the Amazon coverage was incredibly banal. It was like it was like, there, it was nothing really interesting being, I mean, they even had, they got Arteta on for a live chat at the end of the game. And that was a real letdown as well, because they didn't really challenge him on the fact that we went, you know, how many games, you know, without a win? Loads of games, many defeats in a row. And he keeps saying, by the way, you know i'm i'm pleased we are turning it around brilliant let's hope you know if we win the next couple of games then he really will have turned it around i think that you know we're we have to hold judgement but he's still saying that we've been unlucky in those games and like for me the reason why i bang on about that first half being a reversion was because that's exactly the shit we've been playing for ages and ages until the chelsea game until he, he found something new with really i think by the way that if it hadn't been for the um for the covid issue with um william he probably Brilliant. would have played instead of Smith Rowe. i mean i don't know that for a fact but i'm going to suggest it i'm going to put it out there rowe has been forced on him probably and it could well rescue his his managerial job
2: arsenal boy the, the chelsea game saw our, our, our lowest pass completion of the season and I, lo- I love it. Yeah, I love it's great, it. yeah. It, they, they have it, more possession, way more possession, yeah. But no, no pass completion. We made 70% of our passes, which is shocking. But it's not shocking if you're taking risk and, and playing on the front foot. Exactly. And actually, that the I mean, don't get me started about that crosses thing that he kept on banging on, going about the amount of... Crosses. So if we were Burnley, maybe then you could go, all right, that, that, that makes sense. It makes zero sense. And it, and it, and it was a distraction technique that just wasn't working on any Arsenal fan that I know because we were all seeing with our eyes what we're seeing. There's no, there's no way you can say, oh, no, no, completely. Do-. It's sterile domination. Tottenham were aggravatingly good at just going, yeah, have the ball. Go on. yeah, Do something with it. We're, we're just going to have a low block and we're going to let you play Everton. Same thing. with Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Everton was almost worse. It was almost like, well, they were actively waiting for us to make a mistake because it yeah. would happen. And now, actually, what I hope is... By going on the front foot a bit more, um, I, I I'm being realistic that I know that some of that personnel their performances will dip. I, I, Holding's playing played pretty well today. Actually, I thought he was very good under a lot of aerial bombardment. I'm still not convinced by him as a as, as a top end Premier League centre back. Yeah, like, Murray again. I thought Murray had a good game. He, yeah, think, again, yeah. He, he, he he had a much better game at Chelsea. He, I mean. We won, so we shouldn't be too hard on him. But I mean, yeah, he was slow. He was booked for a club challenge and gave away a penalty. I think that it was, <laughs> yeah. it was his first game in in a long, long time. So, uh, it, yeah. It was hard. But again, that was forced on our setter. Uh, yeah, I, really, he'd pick anyone but Louise at the moment, by all accounts. Uh, but we have for, to phase Louise out, don't we? Anyway, Louise is at the end of his ex- contract extension. I mean, I for this, me, it's the, like I'll defend Louise as a footballer. What I won't defend him is in terms of toxicity and the effect he's clearly having on the squad, which is we've seen it before at other clubs. So I think that that is something that needs to be addressed. By all accounts, from what you're hearing and those aforementioned journalists that we speak so highly of who do have insight and do have ears closer to the ground, there are lots of problems within that squad. And that's not going to be resolved until some of those problematic players are removed from said squad. So yeah, it's those older out.
0: it's those older players who are playing terribly. I mean not well. I mean Louise isn't playing terribly. Louise is different. But yeah, um, no. Willie, so- the idea the story that William and Louise went to see um uh you know what's his name in yeah. charge here, uh, and oh, yeah, uh, also- Edu, 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 story, sorry, and complained about Arteta. Yeah, but also Edu. what's the Edu was the story, and complained about Arteta is unbelievable to me. I mean, you know, they haven't got anything. They, should, they anything should be complaining. I mean, William should be. Complaining
1: that he's, that he's picked at all. I mean that is outrageous. But... Hang on, we can, we we got to differentiate between the two of them. We're, you know, Willian no, has I, been I know. considerably more disappointing than than David Luiz, and I suspect David Luiz has still got a fair amount of football to play for us this season, and and possibly Willian um, does as well, although probably not from the not from the start in quite the same way. It's been almost uh, you know without thinking so far. So I, I think David Luiz will come back into the team probably um, you know fairly soon. And uh, yeah, I think we, uh, you know, we've um, we've got options in defence, and it's been, it's been good to see that Pablo Mari is one of those options. And it, but it, it just, you know, when everyone wonders, you know, what what else has happened with Saliba and you know Socrates is not even. You, you, we've got yeah. a lot of options at centre back, don't we? We really do. Yeah, yeah.
2: barca Bound Mustafi as well. Oh God! Yeah. So rumours,
1: weird transfer rumours at the moment. I mean.
0: That one is bewildering, isn't it? That that, Mustafi um, <laughs> for
2: Barcelona one. Have you seen that Diego Costa is. That's terrible. the other one. Yeah, I was going to talk free, about that. I'm actually a free agent, so because uh, I think you will go to Wolves. Um, I, I mean, I have a weird soft spot for Diego Costa, having done one thing with him, and he's actually one of the nicest human oh, beings. It I was- mean, he
0: was. Terrifying in his day, wasn't he? He was absolutely he terrorized Arsenal relentlessly when he played for Chelsea. But fuck off the idea of <laughs> signing him now after the misery of William. You we cannot sign another ex Chelsea mid 30s fucking yeah. twat ever again. I
2: mean, I, I, think, the Os- part, I think Oscar's contract Oscar's contract's going to be cancelled possibly in
0: oh, as well. We can have a, a reunion of sorts.
2: Oh,
0: I mean, what, I, pre- I, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe that's true. Um. We do Sorry, Josh, yeah, you think we should uh, take a break and come back? I think yes. so. Why not? Let's take a break with the idea of uh, weird transfers uppermost in our mind, and we'll be back after this.
2: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct... Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are
0: cool AF. And we're back. I want to talk about a couple of individual players as well. Um, One uh, positive, Bellerin, who I thought was having a bad time in in the period where of, of no wins and lots of defeats. And he was, I think he it wasn't really contributing that much. He was giving the ball away even more than he sometimes does normally, but in the Chelsea game, him, his full back, his bombing up the wing play was up there with Tierney's really, it was both of them. Wasn't it doing that relentlessly and brilliantly? And he did it again today, kind of more in the second half um, helped with the goal, et cetera. So, I mean, I know that Alan Algo pretty much hates um, Bellerin, doesn't he? He's very critical yeah. of him. I, I've always had a soft spot for him, not just because he's like Mr. Vegan fashion yeah, boy, he's but progressive uh, player in the, in the- Yeah. But at least attacking wise, he's really he can be really, really good. And often he's our only, sometimes in these among these defeats, he's been our only one who's tried to have any kind of forward vigour and momentum. And I think he's had a couple of good games apart from the first half, in which everyone was terrible. Yeah, he's
2: lost, he's lost the searing pace that made him a uh, prospect to be potentially one of the best right backs in the world. That's gone. And so the best that he can hope for now is um to be a, a good right back doing a job, I think. I think that's the problem we have is that he was going to be measured against his potential, which he's never going to achieve now after the injury. And I think that's why the likes of Alan are, are negative about him because there was he was so exciting, and now it's not just there. If he if he loses the ball, which he occasionally does, he he will struggle to match the the winger for pace. Whereas in the past, he would just see a him. I have quite a a very quick Hector Bellerin story. Um, in that I was running the other day um, in the countryside in the country lanes around St Albans and I was running up and it was it was quite a a Sunday morning I think and I was running up and I was running up behind what I thought were just two goths walking down the middle of the road ahead of me Mm. and obviously COVID I'm you don't want to get too close I don't want to freak someone out so I'm shouting from quite a long way back excuse me excuse I was like what goths are going out for a ramble it's very odd and as they turned around around about 10 minutes Ten meters behind them is Hector Bellerin and, and what I presume is his, is his partner. Um, a very, a very attractive lady. And he A very like, attractive lady. Very attractive lady. Okay, just check. Just get. You, you kind of went a bit vague yeah, there. Just, yeah. just, just establishing but, but that he looked like someone dressing like Johnny Depp on a night out. It was, <laughs> it was it was it was one of the most surreal things. And I sort of slowed down and. I've actually worked with Hector a couple of times and there was like a vague flash of recognition, but I thought I'm a sweaty, big bearded guy running behind these. But it was just the fact that for about, I don't know, 30 seconds, I was pulling up behind them. I was going, it's a very strange thing to see goths out for a walk because of big la- black, long leather jacket. And yeah, anyway, it was, and, and and as I went past, I articulated with a thumbs up. That was all it was and went past and that was enough for me. But, um, and his performances have dipped over sit, now No, I'm joking. He, um, he, he's a decent player. I think we are not exactly I mean Suarez is is not a decent player, is is, is limited and, and will hopefully only see League Cup games from now on. Maitland Niles being the other option, who actually as a wing back, I actually think offers more than Bellerin, because I think he's a cleverer footballer. I think Bellerin is is our best right back, but I still think that yeah, we could improve that position.
0: But there's but there was a lot of clamour for yeah, Maitland Niles to take I mean, he, he he was dropped, wasn't he? For one,
1: but Or was he suspended? Yeah, it, it's a good response from Belarus. Yeah, it's a good you response that. That's and what it I sometimes think, yeah. takes that. You know, yeah. it's, it's to, to to have someone in your position signed on a long term deal, who's a recognised, you know. Got a better international football pedigree than than Hector does to be to be fair in terms of caps for you know Portugal, which are you know not exactly a you know significantly uh, weaker international football nation. And I think you have to respect the the way that Hector's returned, especially after you know pressure from Madeleine Niles um as well and um yeah yeah I'll be pretty pleased with him but again you know Maitland Niles will have a lot of football um still to play and I'm sure we've got you know so many games coming up in 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 January don't we, we it, you know it's the 14th um and 18th the 20th the 30th so there's just these these games and obviously if we do progress in the FA Cup there'll be yet another fixture so um there's such a lot to come but just looking at the league table now Boyd I mean we're we're, we're what are we, 16 games. It's um, three more until the halfway stage. I mean, out of those next three games, what would you what would you be happy with? We obviously got West Brom, um, and then we've got um, we've got Newcastle, don't we? And, and Crystal Palace are the, the three next uh, league games with an FA Cup tie against Newcastle. I'm just thinking if we take seven points in these next three league games. And we have know, to find we have ourselves to take, we
0: have to take at least yeah. seven points from those games i think well, I
1: think it will be it'll be um it'll be a disgrace if, if we, we don't take if we're if we're, we're twenty seven at the halfway start, i think we'll take that considering what, what are we looking like yeah and that we, we if we can get to that point we'll be in contention again for you know just pushing top six i mean it feels a long way away but
0: no I, I think, agree I, think, I mean I like, we can, we get can back
1: easily in contention
0: but the the, the table. Ever- Sorry, Sorry Gareth. The table is incredibly concertinaed at the top. And all it takes, two more, three. We've got a good run, right? This is a good run on paper against teams that we should beat, right? And I think just in time, just in time for this run, by whether by accident or design, I think he stumbled upon his best team, bearing in mind whether, you know, it's Lacazette or Aubameyang, but Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, Bacayo Zaka, Zaka, who's brilliant again today, they have to be, you know, he has to, as much as you don't, you don't want to overplay them and all that. And I know that, but there, a lot of people have been talking about actually the best, the best performances in this Christmas period are by the teams that have had less turnaround, less, um, less dropping and mixing around of players. If you actually, these young players can, can deal with playing a few games but in a row. So I really think he's great. stumbled upon his best team right now. A better team than that those, forget William. I don't want to see William anywhere near this first team for a while. He can play in the cup games. I don't mind. For example, and, you know, Pepe, I really like, I, I, you know, I've defended Pepe, but you have to say that, you know, Pepe, Martinelli and Zaka are better bets right now than Pepe, but right? Martin, so that, for those reasons. So one quickly, let me quickly finish this point. <laughs> so I think we can go on the run and he can keep a fairly stable team, but, but forgetting the cups and it could go well. The only slightly worrying thing is Aubameyang who is so, again today, so weirdly out of form. What do you think? What were you wanting to say, Gareth?
2: I was, I was wanting, uh, just to temper sort of the, the positivity a little bit around, uh, th- those players are f- fantastic. Saka is just, I-, I keep expecting him, his performance to dip, and it's not. And, and, it, and it proves quite what a special player he is. Martinelli is coming back from a long-term injury, and there were signs today that he, he's going to have games where he he will... For straight, he he won't necessarily won't, won't quite click. And Smith is so inexperienced that we we have to be aware that there are going to be games where they will probably have to be either be taken out of the firing line because their performances struggling, they're struggling, or they're not quite up to it. They are the best players at the moment, but they're not the best players we have. And I think Who, who's better. The key difference. Smith Rowe is a is a talent with potential, but we have better players than him at the club in a in a, in a second in a, in a playing in that hole in that position. Who? Yeah. Who? Well, one of them, Mesut Ozil, is one of them. But that's. Oh, that's but realistically, but
0: realistically, he's not re- R- Mesut Ozil is never going to play for the club again. You know that. What realistically?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm more than aware of that. I'm saying actually, and this is going to be very contentious. Talent-wise, William is a better. No, off- no. But no, no. no he's but he's not playing to the level of his talent. He is a best. But what off- point are you making? You say you want to see William play instead no, of Smith I'm not Rowe. Not. I'm saying that we have to be aware that actually, in Josh keeps. I think two players that we'll see a lot of they'll play a lot of football. And I think that's the sort of wording that I would use, the likes of Pepe. There will also be different opponents that will not necessarily, there'll be people that will actually go, do you know what? He's inexperienced. We'll knock him out of his stride early. There'll be the cynical type players who, like a Hoiberg, who would gobble up Smith Rowe for breakfast because he's a nasty little shit. Heuberg. Smith Rowe can cope with that. That's, Smith Rowe's a stud. He's, he's not a not no, you hear about. I don't But you don't. You hear about from the championship the games Smith Rowe struggled in, with the physicals where he was targeted. He did not play. If he was, if he had played that well, he'd have come back to like fanfare. He didn't, and part of the reason was so we have. To, all I'm saying is expectations need to be managed about yeah. him. He's done very well in the one and a half games because he didn't really.
1: So. Exactly, Boyd. There's not a big enough sample study here to start clamouring for Emil Smithrow to be a regular starter now, ahead of Willian, ahead of Pepe. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't see agree. it. I don't agree. Not necessarily
0: ahead of Pepe, but definitely ahead of Willian. Willian has been an absolute disaster
1: oh, I, I apart from
2: his first game.
0: And when a player is on that terrible form, there's absolutely no point in not sticking with the player who's come in, in that in that position, and played really well in... Two games and all right, obviously, well, I mean, the whole team was terrible in the first half. I mean, he wasn't any particularly worse, than it, and he actually was a key part of us being better in the second half. And I'm not saying he has to play every single game, I'm saying just at the right time, we found someone within the squad, a homegrown player who thank God can rescue us in the short to medium term from William, who has been an absolute disaster. So
2: that and, in the longer uh, term, and Özil's not going to play. So we have uh, to buy. We have to buy in that position. It's what Arteta wanted in our. And we can't what, afford we to buy it. What? We can't
0: afford to buy it, Gareth. You
2: know that course we can afford to buy
0: oh i mean what, who do you think we're going to buy in a, num- a number 10 an experience number 10 is going to come in i doubt it
2: i very much in the it. french i mean i would say the french league is bereft like it is the money has dropped out it's for the bottom corner and you'll be able to get players for half the price there to be in in the summer and i absolutely expect us to to get a couple of players from that league over the next nine months now if we do it in january oh, nine in, months sure yeah but but i think that but there is there is an opportunity to potentially take someone on loan with you to buy or something like that. There will be, listen, I mean, I I actually am more negative about the general state of our club than our, I'm about our youthful attacking options. Because the, the fact is we have a great set of young players in the squad. Now, my... Concern and I heard someone say this the other day, and it, and it did resonate with me. It's like, is it Arteta the person to bring those through because it has the experience? And actually, what we need as a manager now, the modeling, and I, I do actually, I think, it explicitly said it is they want the squad to be predominantly young, homegrown, nurtured players with a, like a sprinkling of experience. Now, but isn't we the have problem?
0: A... It was a bit late for that.
1: <laughs> Go on, Wait, no, hang, hang on. Got, I we've mean, got, we've we... got a really good young squad. I think, I mean, but, S- S- Saka we've all universally in love with man of the match again tonight. Yeah, who plays every England single game. But, and can I just say, you're right.
0: Saka plays every single game. No one is saying at any point, Oh, rest him. He plays every single fucking game, every major game for us yeah. in whatever and he, position. He'll,
1: he'll need a break sooner. Or and later. he
0: arrived. He we arrived Martinelli. in a very similar. Can I just finish this point? Saka arrived in a slightly similar way and rescued us and has become, has become our best player. The key to, to most of our, whatever positive we manage. Right. And I'm saying in a similar way, way Martinelli who's a brilliant player and is absolutely capable of playing week in week out and being a really, really good... Problems. Oh, he's allowed to have a bad performance every now and then, Gareth. Well, what I'm saying is, they're long better long. bets. They're better bets. Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Zaka are better bets than the older players that we've been playing in those positions thus far this season. And our
2: form is clear on that. There's no... I don't see any it's argument in like, Better bets don't mean better players. And that's all I was saying was there are... Well, it's
0: irrelevant whether they're better players or not, because <laughs> M- 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 of course, I'm not
2: <laughs> saying Smith Smithrow's better than Mesut but Mesut is not going to play. No, no, but hopefully, hopefully the pressure that we put on those players to perform, to win this place back. because the biggest galling, most galling thing about the William situation for me is he was getting picked starting. He was one of the non-negotiables yeah. This, yeah. and that worries me more. Yes. Thank than God. It. Now he's not. not. Cause, Cause it's, it's there not. should be no non-negotiables. There should be your, your substandard performances mean you're, you're out the side and it wasn't happening. And I agree with you. I would be fascinated to know how, how his COVID exclusion maybe forced us out hand. Now, all I would hope is in a normal football team, a normal football club, you would have now like, right, you've got to earn your place back. That's what normally would happen. And I hope that it happens because then I would hope that those, the Pepes and Williams will raise their game because they have to, to get their places back. They can't just, and it was what Wenger was accused of a lot was like, there would be players that would be, picked they knew they were going to be picked so why would they even sort of like put put in that level of intensity of performance that those younger players obviously have the need in their minds to do to retain their places that should be the case for every player in every position but it won't be because there will be these non-negotiables and that's my concern actually is, is that going to happen is that going to happen and oh god i'm actually slightly concerned that arteta is Not the strongest of characters in this situation to be going. No, actually, I will. I will pick the best eleven. And you're right, boy. The best eleven at the moment does not include any of those experienced players.
0: That's the only point I'm making. (laughs) It doesn't, and I think that that has happened by accidental design. And that key moment in our season, honestly, it could save the whole save the whole season. Uh, And you know, I'm not saying I have to play all of the week and week out. What I am saying is, we happen to have three absolutely top class players who potentially could save our season. And they're starting to do that already by being key elements in these, in these two wins would, and it's no coincidence, particularly William, I bang on about William, but Pepe, who I've defended relentlessly, but Martinelli and Zaka compare the way they run with the ball and the way they, and and their relentless positivity and they don't stop. When it comes to the penalty area, like Pepe does. Pepe, you know, that, that remember that? And the last game Pepe played when Match of the Day did the analysis of him, when he literally like stops at the penalty area and doesn't carry on running. You see the amount of running that Martinelli and Zucker and, and Smithrow get through. You just have to say they're better right now than our 72 million Pepe. And, it, and it, sadly, it's annoying, but it just might be
1: that they rescue us, that Pepe was never going to rescue us. Carry on. Josh, boy, in the in in the in an order of most to least, who do you think will get most Premier League minutes between now and the end of a season? Pepe, Willian, or Smith Rowe? Who do you think will get? Who the do most I think minutes? will? Who do you um, think will get the most minutes? Yeah, of the three of those.
0: I, I it's I mean I don't know I. I Actually, I'm going to say it right now. Okay, I'll, I'll say Smith Rowe. I'm going to take a gamble and
1: say Smith Rowe. Okay, I couldn't. I mean, I'll go third. I'll, I'll put that in reverse. I'll go okay. Smith Rowe third. Um, I I just don't see it. I look. I I, I get that He's had a, he's had a good impact. There will be more games for him, but uh, you know, there there is is got to be. I think he'll return to. to I think to Pepe. I, I actually think. Pepe uh, will, will be the one that could. Yeah. Um, he didn't even bring Pepe on today. Soon, but then he Willian, um, Josh, he Josh. Willian. He didn't bring. He
2: didn't even bring no, Pepe on I, a sub today. I think I, I, I actually. It's three different answers from th- all three of us. I horrible, and I agree. I wish this doesn't happen. I think that we'll go back to the safer option of Willian as and when he's more available, and hopefully his, his performances will safer in what way. Ball retention, doing the sensible. He he, doesn't he, move, he gives the ball away. Experience all the way loads of times. He he.
0: What Are you saying safe? Are you saying from the mind of Arteta? Yeah. In yes. the, oh, okay. Fine. In the I, mind I, of Arteta, I, I, I don't. Like reality really is really he like hasn't that. been safe at all because it's been absolute
2: disaster. But 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 it's been the opposite of safe. He has also been playing more often than not, out of position, Alleged, Like, the theory, I mean, the theory we brought him that he played in all these positions, but he wanted to play in number 10, and actually he's rarely played that. And I, this is, I'm makes it sound like I'm defending Willian, and trust me, if there was flyers off, the flyers on my wall would be tutting at me now because they've heard me call Willian out in every single game I've watched this this season because he's, he's aggravated me to that level. But I do think there's a player in there still. So I just don't think he's been anywhere near the level that he could be. My concern is that, and this is why I would like us to strengthen in January in that specific... I'd love us to strengthen that position. I'd love it, but I just don't I don't know realistically. I mean, I, I think hope if, so. Who knows how... I mean, if, obviously Urza's on his way out, and there is a theory that he might go in January... I know there's lots of shrouded talk about well, he's not going to leave him to the end of his contract, but he's going to Turkey one way or the other. And I think that actually it, it would make sense for us just to pay up and, and, and get him away from the squad. I think the same for Socrates. I think there are certain players that clearly are not having a positive influence. And then surely the the wages that are freed up will allow us to bring in someone on a reasonable loan deal at at worst. Potentially, and I've, I, again, I'm this is me about lazy punditry I've read a couple of articles about how this like the tv deal in France has uh, has gone and therefore a lot of this the, the teams are in serious financial trouble and are considering selling assets so Sure.
0: I no, no, no. I, but I personally, I don't actually think he's looking for, I don't even think he's looking for a number 10. I think he's looking for someone to play alongside Party in midfield so they can get rid of Jacques and Elneny as an option. I think he wants Party and a, another more creative central midfield player. I don't even think he, I don't, he bought William. he bought William precisely because he didn't have faith in Pepe as, in you know, in that kind of, in, that, in a wide role or whatever, potentially maybe with William, he could play in the number 10 role, etc. But I, 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 he clearly doesn't fancy Pepe. He didn't even bring him on today, as I said, and he, that's why he brought William. William's been an absolute disaster, so that's why. To go back to your question, he he absolutely he has not blind. He can see with his own eyes that Smith Rowe has done really well, albeit within a very. Of course, it's a tiny, it's a tiny. Um, uh, but he talked today after the match about how well he played in Europe. Blah blah blah. I think I think. He, and he, the other thing is he knows that as the manager of Arsenal right now if he brings back william if william walks back into this team the first moment he's free of fucking covid or whatever else is got wrong with him He's going to get slaughtered if we then lose a the game and if William carries on playing as badly as he is. What's the point of it? I don't see the point of bringing him back. So I, I, I stick with my. I, I don't think Arteta is that stupid well, it, that he's well, going well, to on rely a, on the safe, Willian, safe option of our worst performer of the season, our most disappointing player of the season. No way. No way. I don't buy
1: it. Boy, yeah, William's not on a six month loan deal where we can bin him off. It doesn't in a minute. matter. It you know, doesn't matter. You can't, you can't play he's him. He's not being bombed out here. He's not. <laughs> he's not bombing him out. He, he will be. Saying, Involved but there's an the option now, there's no,
0: there was no option, it was either Pepe or him, wasn't it, before, now there's an option, there's another option, and I think the, the other option makes sense in every single way, apart from the, in quotes, easy option of relying on your, in quotes, experienced
1: decent player, yeah. who's been yeah, a fucking nightmare. And- yeah, Look, like... maybe being out the team will will not be the worst thing in the world for Willian, and and, and taking that break and and uh, maybe okay. coming off the bench and okay. having a bit more impact. I, you, we may have written him off a, a little bit too soon here. With, <laughs> I don't um, want to see with, him back
0: in the team. Um, more, let's move on from this to discuss Aubameyang. What the fuck ha- is happening with Aubameyang, who missed three? chances that on another you know about a year ago
1: or not even a year ago, i think he's a unlucky Boyd. boy honestly I, I think it's coming and it will it will all turn that one where sak put it across at the start of the second half he's got a great connection on it, it you know th- there's a bit of luck there with you know the, the keeper's got in a good position but that that can go in you know you know when you're that close to the goal um i think you're unlucky and then shortly after that was one into the side netting i i think i, I think, think it's that, it's coming i'm not I so concerned at the minute there's a lack of conviction there, Josh, which worries me
2: slightly. I think that I, 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 I don't see it coming. I, I don't think he's not turning into a bad player overnight, but the, there was one particular uh, against Tottenham where he did something which a, an average striker would do, where he took it and rather than sit over it on his arse and go back in and curl it in, he just shot weakly with his left foot and it made it look like a good block. And that for me was not the. Cutting edge of Bamyang that we've seen, where he has the swagger. He, he's playing without swagger at the moment, and that is more of a concern. Yeah. We need to get the swagger back, and that might come from one game where he bangs in a hat trick within seven minutes. And it's uh, he's clearly a, a player that enjoys playing well and enjoying his game, and he's not enjoying it at the moment, and that's evident. There was a he he he's not smiling as much. It's little, very clear things you can see in his just demeanour that are not the same as it was. Five months ago, back end of last season, I think. With yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to part gonna say, of that is the gruelling lack of chances created for him in that run by and, by The fact that he he also played a lot of minutes and 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 he he is there wasn't a proper preseason. He's played a lot this season, and I go back to and this is my I keep saying it is we will see players we don't want to see because the likes of Martinelli will get another serious injury if he gets played every game all the time now. Because he is back from a very serious injury, and the danger of him having another injury because of it is, is is heightened because of that. So we have to be realistic that those three will not play every game. Hopefully, obviously they can get a rest against Newcastle in the cup. Um, I would expect against West Brom those three potentially not to play as as a unit again. Saka got a knock at the end of the game today. He seemed fine. By the way, a moment for Saka's response when he was told that he was man of the match. Yeah. I absolutely loved that. And yeah. Again,
0: brilliant.
2: Yeah. Players with a little bit of character and you, you, you when Saka broke into the team, you thought it's quiet lad, but he's, he's got a little bit of like quiet. Yeah, Chinky.
0: Oh, I mean, his answer his dealing when the, the, the accident or design goal against Chelsea yeah. um, was a brilliant, equally brilliant moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I look I I'm not saying they're going to play every single fucking game. Let me just say, I'm just saying it's happened. I'm very, uh, the the best thing that's happened in the recent weeks, as good as winning these two games is providing another option. So I don't have to watch William play. That's what I'm saying. Um, I I think Aubameyang, yeah, I think Aubameyang, the weird thing for me is about him is, and I think it is all entirely mental. All these things are mental with, you know, he's a brilliant player. He's not lost that, but and he looked so happy for Lacazette. He, you know, I think he he seems just happier when Lacazette is playing with him. Boy, don't forget, he's club captain. We need yeah, to win yeah, yeah. games. Like, yeah. it's,
1: it's, it's, it's on, his shoulders, it's on, his, on his, shoulders, a, his shoulders a little bit yeah. at the moment. So, sure. Um, Even
0: in ball retention, though, like, he gives the ball away more often. You know, it, 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 just every element of his play has been disappointing since he signed the deal. Um,
1: well, at least know. he, you know, at least he has scored, hasn't he, in this, uh, you know, in this yeah. December period. Yeah. And then, you know, just finding one... Um, you know, I, I don't know. Let's hope that we can do as well as Leeds United did when we, when we made the trip to the Hawthorns. And actually I made a mistake earlier. I said, this would be our second easiest game of the season. Um, thinking briefly that West Brom um, were coming to the Emirates, but of course we are going there. So we're that technically yeah. we'll, we'll change the order, but honestly, I, um, I'm so looking forward and desperately hoping Arsenal uh, beat a Sam Allardyce team. It's been, it's been a few years and uh Something to, uh, something to enjoy. You're very in, confident uh, about the this season. one, Josh. Well, I, look, have you, I, honestly, I've seen it's a bit of Westbrook Bron- play and I know it against no, Liverpool. They do against Liverpool. They dug in, I know, but it was, oh, I mean, oh. the one. it was one of them where like attack and even their keeper, Sam Johnson, made an extraordinary um, save in the last couple of minutes. I mean, it, you know, brilliant. And actually, it was a, a, a former Arsenal trainee, um, Ajay, who got the um, who got the goal for West Brom. Um, but largely this year, I mean, if you think we've had a crap season and we've managed to get to twenty points. They're on eight. I know. So it's, I know. We need hey, to put this
0: no, into perspective. Not, they, we should absolutely fucking slaughter them. What I'm saying is our record against teams lower than lower teams, mediocre yeah. to shit teams, who play have with ten men behind the ball and have a low ball is not great. It's terrible. So let's I'm not be cocky in, about it.
2: I'm somewhere in between the two of you because I think okay. that actually two of those points are against City and Liverpool, both away from home. Yes. So, yes. but they were both games. Yes. Liverpool game more than City game. City game. City have a lack of spark. Liverpool should have been home and hose half a yeah, green in that game. And, and, and then it was them taking their foot off the pedal rather than, and West Brom suddenly grew into the game because they were allowed to. I would hope that we would be able to dominate the game, put them on the back foot, get a, get an early goal because I think that they are so fragile of confidence. If you think that we've been at various points, they clearly, like. I'm not having this Sam Analyze as a magician when it comes to sort of like blitz spirit and all that. It's he's, he's an outmoded Management style that might get some results, but hopefully a front foot start from us will see the game done by half time. Oh, bold, bold. Okay, so hopefully, um, hopefully. You know that
0: I don't, I don't like to um, throw a. Um, well, I'm throwing. I'm throwing a, a, a. What's the phrase I'm grasping for? Sorry, am tired. Yeah, something like that. Um, is that there's talk? You know, the Premier League is is talking about the um, the rather alarming rate. Of COVID tests, yeah. uh, positive tests, and there's every chance they're going to have to stop playing for a couple of weeks. I mean, that's yeah. a possibility.
1: Tottenham is meant to be. Um, like, yeah. Potentially not happening tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, in I, I which case, gonna happen. I was told that is going to happen that it game, is. but I, I don't know. I saw the rumors on Twitter, but then I was told by someone who should know that it, it probably is going ahead. So right. I mean, who I knows? But, like... Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Boyd? If they well, stop to be it
0: honest, two weeks. I think it's really worrying for us because we're just hitting form. We're just about hitting form. And then if you then have to take a fucking fortnight break in which Willie comes back, you know, it's fucking, it's a fucking nightmare, to be honest. So I really hope it doesn't happen. I, apart from, you know, I don't want anyone to I mean, get what, sick.
1: But what, yeah, what isn't sustainable is, is, is having, I guess, what they had on, on um, Monday with Man City's game against Everton being called off, you know, four yeah. hours before. that, That is unsustainable. I think you can obviously. Um, acknowledge that um, if a few players are out, as long as there's a you know a team that can go and fulfil the fixture, that you know it's everyone's got to be careful. It's kind of the same uh, the same for everyone. But if we get to a situation where I don't know, let's say you know Man City, I don't know quite what the situation is with the remaining upcoming fixtures. But if they get three games or more behind other teams in the league, it will it will start to be uh, you know very very difficult.
2: fulfil they couldn't fill the bench today. Because of it,
1: yeah, and I felt, I felt, they still
2: played though, didn't they? I felt for them a little bit. Well, City, City could, yeah, have have fielded a a large. Their squad is large enough to. have, like have yes, a school, of course. The bench. But
1: this is why you know Jurgen Klopp banging on about how they should need five substitutes. This was one of the reasons that was supposed to be more equal by only keeping it to three. So if you know those that had massive squads weren't going to be uh, unfairly um, benefiting from the from the situation. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would be such a blow to have to have football stopped, and what on earth this does to the already very congested. Um, season but you know what can you say ultimately health has to uh has to come first there's just a massive uh you know red flag isn't there with you know 11th of june being the start of the euros there's just there's just so little leeway
0: yeah um i guess we have to have predictions i feel like we didn't really um because we didn't do a podcast after the chelsea we didn't really underline just how joyous it is was to defeat those Fucking oh. at Chelsea. It was. It was a brilliant. Sure. I mean, they were shit as well, weren't they? It was like partly because they were shit. It was a bit like, but we totally took advantage of them being we shit. Took of them being shit.
2: And actually, we we. i very unlike us. Smelt blood and went yeah. for their particular areas of weakness where we were able to. You mentioned fullbacks earlier on. They were their fullbacks were allegedly playing with slight knocks, and yeah. it was known that. And also. They're not that good at defending, James and Chilwell. They're great on the front foot. So, we, what, we, what we turned the game into was a fullback battle, and our fullbacks came out on top. I think the midfield dominated. I loved it when they took whoever they took off to free Kante up. It was like, what, yeah. a, what a decision. Imagine <laughs> yeah. you know, not got, bringing Giroud on.
1: Giroud, on, when cross after cross was coming yeah, in. incredible. It, well, we, we've had two games in a row, haven't we? We didn't get to see Giroud. We didn't get to see Daniel uh, Daniel, Daniel Welbeck. Daniel Welbeck. Uh, but Daniel we did Bec. see Theo. So of the three, yeah. we had one. We did see Theo. Who, who, who scored?
0: Yeah. Who two? Not even. Uh, turn of work. When
1: Theo scored, I didn't yeah. think.
2: I, I f- thought you, you would you would be one of the people. Board who- was cheering.
0: No, I was. I was. You know, I'm. I'm pleased that his found the right. club. Works playing him, playing him further forward. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we we should finish on actual predictions, though. Um, so uh, just West Gareth Brom. thinks just West just West Brom. West Brom. Yeah, Gareth thinks we're gonna it's all going to be over at half time. So what's your three, score three nil, prediction?
2: Three three nil by half time. Wow, and that's I've, the final I, score. I mean, this is giddiness. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I had a couple of drinks watching the game today. <laughs> he, 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 no, I, I think we should be good enough. Uh, yeah, I've got in my mind's eye. I think we 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 take advantage of what we've gotten what they haven't got and we're decisive. I think that would be a real statement, not just another win, a win with actually playing a little bit better and and nullifying a pretty negative team.
1: Mm. Josh? I I think we'll win, Um, possibly only 1-0, but I think we'll go there and uh, and carry on this little bit of uh, of run of form, keep the momentum up and... um, yeah, I'm encouraged, and uh, I suspect we may see uh, Mr. Pepe uh, return to the lineup in- instead of your beloved newer. Uh, <laughs> I think Smith Rowe is going to be your new Theo Walcott, isn't he? Quite frankly, over the next how many years in this podcast?
0: I'm not saying no, 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 no. I'm not. Smith Rowe. I'm going to get me.
1: you a shirt with Smith Rowe 32 on the back, Boyd, um, <laughs> in the hope that you can wear it. Um, as I'm going to get your, you. New I'm going to get you a recovery. shirt with William.
0: William on the back. That was, was really. The
2: was this the O thirty two when he broke. Was that his first squad number with us? I've got. A, I don't know. Please Do
0: shout that. No, maybe. Yeah. First shout. got. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. I would be surprised if Pepper played as well either. I'm not. I'm not necessarily convinced he might play instead of um, Smith Rowe though. We'll see. Um, I think it will be. Yeah. Tight. I think it'll be like two one. I don't think we'll run away with it. It'll be. I, I think By it's going to be
1: quite scary. I've um, I've confirmed Theo was 32 in oh, the uh, in the 2007 eight season. So it's a particularly uh, strong uh, pick from Gareth. So two one Boyd uh, one 0 me and uh, and Gareth uh, you said three 0 didn't you? So three 0 yeah uh, three and a half times. Half time. strong predictions all round. Great great. great. Well yes. this I mean look how much more enjoyable this has been Boyd. I mean ever oh. uh, doom gloom. It's been a massive. You're welcome. Relief. You're welcome. Oh no not me. No Fuck partly it no, was it was you. <laughs>
0: Your more, more Smith Rowe, <laughs> more, more Martinelli, uh, and definitely more Saka. But um, it's been, it's been, it's a joy. Yeah, no joy. It, it was a joy to beat Chelsea. It was, a, it was a half. First half, terror was was terrible when we, when we. And, but to have two wins in a row is extraordinary. <laughs> to reach the giddy heights of thirteenth, which I think could be the title of this of this podcast, Josh. The giddy heights of thirteenth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, is is something. Let's cling to that. And we'll see what happens against West wrong. Thank you very much, Gareth the Bear, parker Thank you Wait, to you, your beard, your tattoos, your attempts to watch the... Uh, are you watching the main night game, which at the moment is still nil-nil
2: on 83 uh, nil, minutes? Yeah, United had a goal disallowed, but on the whole, I haven't really been... Every, every now and then I've looked over and not a lot... Oh, David Hay is down now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank this you is grueling for people that yeah. know the results. So, um, <laughs> yeah, thank yeah you, well, Josh. thank you. Thank you for listening.
0: We'll be back next uh, Monday? Yeah, probably. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?